Hello, welcome back to the Life on the Wrist podcast. Hope you all are doing well. I don't think you can be a fan of Life on the Wrist without assuming that I'm going to be covering the newest legacy machine that was released by MBNF. If you don't know, you're new to Life on the Wrist. MBNF is an independent watch company that was founded by Max Busser and is one of my all-time favorite watch companies um, ever. Uh, I, I absolutely adore Max's vision, what his friends are able to produce, and um, obviously the the, time, the watches that they're coming out with every single every single time that they do so. The watch that they released recently is called the LM Sequential Evo. This is the first chronograph released by MBNF, uh, and it's part of their Evo line, and Evo is sort of their sportier the watch you can wear no matter what you're doing whether that's swimming cycling hiking the evo line is is essentially supposed to sort of take that place there's another watch part of the evo line which is the lm perpetual that was released in 2015 and like the lm sequential um that watch was also produced in collaboration with Stephen mcdonald who really reimagined the whole concept of a perpetual calendar they partnered with Stephen McDonald again, and this time they actually reimagined the complication that I find myself most drawn to, which is the chronograph. Um, what's pretty incredible about Stephen McDonald's approaches and the watches that MBNF come out with when they work with him is it really pushes the boundaries of watchmaking. It does. It says we're not going to be complacent in what we're um, in, in sort of the traditional known ways of making these complications and we're actually going to push the boundaries and try and make things more efficient. And that's something I really love about it. So I'm going to talk through the watch itself. I want to also talk about a video that MBNF released for the release of this watch because I think it is significant for this um, release for them. And then obviously give you some sort of, sort of my overall impressions of this piece. Um, you are getting this on the podcast first, but obviously we're going to be doing a video of this watch on our YouTube channel, and we're also going to cover it in an article, so stay tuned for that. So the LM Sequential. Um, this watch is uh, a pretty pretty incredible watch. I, I, I think um, I described it on Instagram as being almost the perfect chronograph, and I think I'm going to double down on that. The movement of this piece was was manufactured and put together in a way that actually makes this one of the most efficient chronographs ever produced. So general aesthetics of this piece are very similar to the LM Perpetual. If you haven't seen that, I'll put there'll be links in the show notes of this podcast so you can see some pictures of this piece. But the general aesthetics of this piece are very, very um, similar to the, the LM Perpetual. What you've essentially got is this um, fairly large case, uh, 44 millimeter case, these watches come in zirconium and obviously has a dome crystal, which is iconic, which is sort of synonymous with um, the watch that MBNF releases. You've got these base plates with a lot of the um, movement uh, pieces sort of um, above that plate, which allows you to see a lot of uh, how the movement is actually interacting with one another. You also have a flying balance wheel, which is iconic for MBNF as well, as well as this display case back to be able to see the movement. Now, looking at this piece, what you've essentially got is a, a time display at six o'clock, very, very small. You've then got two chronograph um, 
counters, 60 second chronograph counters, sort of uh, on in the middle of the dial at I'd say like three o'clock and at nine o'clock, and then above those two subdials you have two 30 minute um, 30 minute counters for those chronographs. So essentially what you've got here is a two chronograph watch with the time at six o'clock, flying balance wheel on top. Then if you look at the 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 case of the watch, you've got your crown at three o'clock, you've got your start, stop, and um, reset button, very typical on all of your chronographs at um, two o'clock and at four o'clock. Then on the other side, you actually have three buttons. So you have your start stop button at um, 10 o'clock and at uh, eight o'clock. And then you've got this additional button on the left hand side where nine o'clock is. And um, what that button is, is what Steve McDonald has coined as a twinverter, um, which is very, very important. And I'll get into sort of describing all the functions of this chronograph in a second, but that twinverter is going to be extremely important. Um, for uh, for the for the the movement that they manufactured. So that's that's sort of the dial side. If you flip it over, you have a display case back where you can see a really beautifully finished, um, really beautifully finished uh, movement, sort of with this um, Geneva wave, sort of darker uh, polishing, um, darkened bridges with NAC finish on it. You then got these two huge. Um, you've got these two huge. Um, I'm blanking on the name here. I apologize. Uh, you've got these two very large. Um, I apologize for never blanking on this. I'm, I'm so just mesmerized by, by looking at it. I'll come back there really quickly. You've got a power reserve indicator on the on the on the movement side of this piece that says full and empty, which I think is going to be useful. The watch has two um, mainspring barrels, so you have um, uh, so you have about 72 hours of power reserve. I think Stephen McDonald mentioned that it's, it could probably go for longer, but that's the tested um, tested amount. Um, there, obviously MBNF's signature. Um, it really does look like a, a legacy machine at, at its uh, at its heart. Um, and so, one of the things that MBNF did was they actually interviewed Stephen McDonald, who sort of described the movement, which I think is actually a very interesting part that I'd like to go through right now. I'll leave a link in the show notes to that video so you can actually see, hear him talk about it because I think that he, he does such a great job of explaining it that um, uh, it, it, uh, it really gives you a lot more appreciation for, for these, these pieces. So essentially what you've got here is a two chronograph uh, display. And so what you, if you, when you look at the back of the movement, you've actually got a mirror image of, of the chronograph. So um, you've got two chronograph drivetrains in this, in this piece. Now, as I mentioned, there's actually um, five buttons that are available, two start stops, two, two start stop, two reset buttons, and then you have this twinverter. So kind of going into the functionality of this piece, you can operate these two chronographs completely independently. So the first way that you can do it is literally hit the start, bu start button on, on, the, on the chronograph on the right, start button on the chronograph on the left, and they'll both um, independently run and keep time for that chronograph, right? So that's the first sort of way you can do it. The other way you can do it is sort of treat it as a split second chronograph. And so what you can do using um, the, the twinverter is um, start a 
you can start the, the chronograph on the right side. You can then hit the twin inverter and that will stop the chronograph on the right and start the chronograph on the left. You then can reset the chronograph on the right and then when you want to switch times again, you can hit that again, hit the twin inverter again and then it will switch back over to the other other piece. So that's one that's the another way you can do it. The third way which I think is um, probably the most um, you know, it's a very significant um, leap forward in, in having in having a chronograph on your wrist is essentially use this um, as sort of like a, a way to time uh, two pieces at the same time, uh, uh, two independent things at once. So they had a release video where they uh, actually made this sequential, uh, where they actually showed all the different modes that you can use and they raced some vintage cars and what they did was essentially you can start both chronographs, right? Using the twin inverter, you then can stop one of the, you can then stop one of the the sides, and the, the other chronograph can continue to run. And then when uh, you need to stop that second one, you can then stop it um, there. So you can have two completely independent times. Uh, so it's almost like when you're racing two cars, you can see the time for one. You can stop it. You'll have the time for that one, and then you can stop the other one when the when the second uh, car crosses the line. The fourth iteration of sort of how you can use this movement is essentially like a, a timing something consistently and what they actually um, spoke about is how you ch uh, time chess matches so what you can do is start both uh, start one of the chronographs you can then stop the chronograph on the right and start the chronograph on the left just using that twin inverter and instead of resetting that origin the first uh, chronograph you can then just um, hit the twin inverter again and then it will flip it back over so you'll have the left one will stop and the right one will continue to go and what you can do is continue to continuously time both of those two chronographs by flipping it on and off with the twin inverter that allows you to actually see how much time both sides both of the the chronographs are, are, are taking so you have so many ways that you can use this chronograph and there isn't a chronograph I don't think that does something similar to this so completely revolutionary in the way that they, they, they came up with the functionalities of this piece. Now what's really interesting in the video is, you know, Stephen McDonald sort of speaks about how all of these things were engineered, which again, I, I encourage you to go and hear how he speaks about this. But one of the things that he was really concerned with is when you start, stop and res when you start and stop a, a chronograph, a lot of the times that has an impact in the uh, amplitude of the watch and therefore can throw off the... Um, the regulation and, and, and uh, accuracy of the watch while that chronograph is running. And so what he wanted to do is actually eliminate the effects of all these, of the chronograph on the, um, on the timing of this watch. And so what he actually did was he actually jeweled, he, he placed a jewel on the, um, on the chronograph uh, wheel, uh, excuse me, on the chronograph stem to allow for that to sort of get rid of the amplitude issue that most chronographs have when you start and stop uh, when you're using that chronograph. And by doing that, it eliminated the, or through their, through their testing and R&D process, it actually eliminated the issues with amplitude that a lot of the times chronographs will cause with watches. The way that they did, they placed that gem also was super... Um, it was very difficult, um, and 
the way that they did it was actually an, uh, an older technique in, in how they did it. Again, I encourage you to, see, to watch Stephen McDonald's um, uh, describe this, but the way that they did that, the way that they, the way that he placed that gem, was using an older um, technique where you kind of like fold metal around the um, the jewel. Um, really interesting uh, process, but I, it, it again got rid of that whole um, issue. Now the other thing that they did was on the st on the chronograph stem. Um, when you engage and disengage your chronograph, essentially the clutch that the chronograph is on um, has to engage with the uh, sort of a wheel that's consistently turning as your watch is running, um, keeping track of the time. So the engaging and disengaging of that clutch is very difficult to manufacture and oftentimes can lead to inconsistencies in how accurate your chronograph is being timed. And so a lot of R&D went into engaging and disengaging that clutch. Um, and by doing so, he actually made the watch even more accurate when the, when the chronograph is running. Again, I'm, I'm not doing his explanation justice here, but I, I think it's so significant in watchmaking, um, the, the steps forward that he made, because, and this sort of gets me to his philosophy, Steve McDonald's philosophy with watchmaking, the way that he does this, he, he, he does things is he takes a concept in watchmaking and says, how can I make this better? And instead of saying, hey, I have this concept in, in, in watchmaking, I'm going to use this and create something um, very, very uh, using those techniques, which I think, and, and one of the questions that he got in his, in this, in this video that I'm talking about had to do with, you know, why are companies not doing, creating things like you are? Why are companies not, um, going from the ground up and and really testing and, and pushing the boundaries of how these movements can be manufactured we saw this both in the in the airline perpetual and now in the sequential evo um where he really re reimagined how these movements can be produced which is so significant in watchmaking it's 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 really not um spoken about enough and his comment was really just like you know, the complacence, sometimes I think some brands are complacent and, and you sort of get into your pattern. And this is something since the inception of Life on the Wrist, I've spoken about why I love independent watchmaking because they're continuously pushing the boundaries. I think MBNF is a perfect example of a company that's trying to do that, trying to say, we don't have to be stuck in the way that we're making movements now. We should try and iterate and try and create things that are they're even more incredible. I think they also... Um, filed four or five uh, patents with the production of this piece, which is just just incredible to, to, to see. So I apologize if I bored you with some of the technicality of this piece, but I, I think it's a, such a significant portion of what this um, uh, what this watch is and, and the significance of it. So as I mentioned, these watches come with this Reconium case, and they come in two different uh, dial variations, one with an orange CVD dial. And this is, again, like the base plate is orange, the orange CVD, which is also seen in the LM Perpetual. That one comes on a black rubber strap. Like I mentioned, it's in the Evo line, so they have their flex ring that they've placed around the movement to uh, act as a shock protection system, 80 meters of water resistance, um, so you're, you're getting a sportier piece. The other one comes with a, a black, black base plate, zirconium case PVD dial 
with a white um, rubber strap, which I think looks um, truly incredible. Uh, and um, again, like the, the, it's so funny because when this watch was released, I didn't post too much on Instagram because I was trying to take in the significance of this piece. This is a huge leap forward for MBNF, firstly, because it's their first chronograph. It's the second watch in their Evo collection. It's another incredible demonstration of what MBNF and Stephen McDonald can do in watchmaking if they are just given the opportunity to do so. It's also a very important moment for watchmaking and chronographs in general to have such an incredible complication and a way to make watches um, as accurate as possible, even though um, using the, the chronograph complication. You know, many people, many watchmakers have said the chronograph complication is one of the most difficult to manufacture, to, to put together. And so you can only imagine um, this one being even more significant um, in, in, in those thoughts. Would I get this? Hands down, I would get this. What's really cool about this is it's not a limited run of watches. This will be in normal production. Um, however, they're slated to make about 35 of these um, in 2022. You know, they're only producing, uh, I, th I think Max said last year they produced 283 or something like that watches. And this year they're hoping to make 350. And of the 350, 35 of them are going to be these LM uh, sequentials. So it's going to be difficult for one to get their hands on this. Um, but what an, what an incredible piece. The, the release video that I mentioned was such a cool thing to, to be able to see that they did because it's a different, it was a really different vibe um, to, to what they typically do when they release watches. They did it with the LMX. Um, the 10th anniversary piece, um, 10th anniversary watch that they released. And it's really cool that they continue to do it here where they had sort of a live YouTube video that allowed viewers to, to come in, watch the release, speak and ask questions to Max and the watchmakers involved. And I think it just show, demonstrates what's important to MBNF, what they're capable of, and sort of engages with their audience in a nice way. So great job, MBNF. I, I will continue to say it. Uh, MBNF, I love I love you truly are my my favorite watch watch company your pieces are always so creative and capture my imagination to to the T um, I'm always so excited to see what you you release and so what what a release congratulations on on this fabulous watch I'll put a link in the show notes to the MBNF website where you can see the LM uh, sequential I'll also put a link in the description in the show notes so you can watch the video, the release video where Stephen McDonald speaks about the movement because it, it really is, um, it really is a, a phenomenal thing to, to hear him and speak about that. A little bit technical, but I think you can, he does a nice job in explaining it and, and um, I think you'll have a great time watching that as well. Again, congratulations, MBNF. I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast where we went into the LM Sequential. I'm an MBNF lover. I apologize if you are not. Their pieces are not for everyone, but I find them truly phenomenal, both from a watchmaking perspective and aesthetically. Um, like I said, we're going to do a, a, an article on our website because I cover every piece that they, they release. We'll also have a YouTube video, a, a video on our YouTube channel that we will release at the same time as our article where we'll go in depth in this piece um, if you prefer to um, watch your content as opposed to read it. You can head over and check it out there. Um, if you are new to Life on the Wrist, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, check us out on our social medias, 
bookmark our website follow this podcast if you want to get some more content from us we post a podcast every single week so we'd love to have you part of the life on the rest family if you are feeling generous and, and want to rate this podcast it really does help us out and i can adjust the things that we talk about in these in in, in these podcasts if you are interested in in something specifically and with that said guys thank you so much for watching this or excuse me we're not watching a video thank you so much for listening to this podcast and until next time